This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 19th, 2020. Today is Juneteenth. Before I get into the message, I'm not going to, I prayed about this. I prayed about whether or not I should talk about, you know, what's going on in this country. I just really wasn't led to deal with it this morning. I have dealt, dealt with this uh, and uh, I'll continue to, to deal with it on social media. And I did a video entitled my experience with race and racism, and it's on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. I'll put a link to that video in the comments. Uh, so please watch that video. And all I'm going to do this morning on Juneteenth is ask you to pray. Pray for our nation. Pray for progress. Uh, make sure that you take some time today, sometime today, to reflect, to, to think about. A lot, of, a lot of companies have given people a day off like, the, like mine. Uh, and, and take some time to reflect, to intercede. Let's believe God for peace and for progress in this nation. It is time to deal with this. Racism is ugly and we we will overcome this. Say amen to that, all right? All right, so let's get into the message for this morning. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part 47 of the overall series. Uh, the title of today's message is God Will Test Your Growth. As a born-again believer, blood-bought believer, you will be tested from time to time. Your, your faith is tested so you can see if you're developing patience, but you're also going to be tested to see if you are growing. As a believer, you should always be growing. Let's get into it. James 1, 2 through 4, the Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, you know what? You should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up within you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger and stronger and stronger, it releases perfection into every area, every aspect of your life until the point where you are, you are at this point where you have nothing missing, nothing lacking. You are perfect. The Bible says perfect or mature. You have grown up. You have grown up as a believer because why? Because you believe God. And then you are able to believe God no matter how long it takes. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, the Bible says that there's a time, there's a season for everything, and everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And then finally, Genesis 42, we've been studying the life of Joseph. So today we're going to look at verses 14 through 22. Yesterday I stopped at verse 14. So verses 14 through 22, the Bible says, but Joseph said unto them, his brothers, no, listen, you guys are spies. I tell you what, I'm going to prove whether or not you're telling the truth. In the name of Pharaoh, I swear that I'm not going to let you go until your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go back and get your brother while the rest of you stay here in prison. Then I can prove that you're telling the truth. And so then I, then I can see whether or not you're spies. And then Joseph walked away and left them in prison for three days. And after three days, he comes back and says, okay, come here, guys. Let me talk to you for a minute. And so he's this Egyptian man, right? They don't recognize him. He says, I am a God-fearing man. I'm going to talk about that. He says, listen, do this and you're going to live. If you are honest men, then one of your brothers can stay here in the prison and the other ones can go and take the grain back to your people because, you know, I, I don't want you guys to starve. That's fine. But then when you bring your youngest brother back to me, 
then I know that you're telling the truth and you're not going to have to die. <laughs> the brothers agreed to it. And then they said to each other, this is verses 21 and 22. Then they said to each other, man, we are being punished for what we did to our younger brother, Joseph. We saw him in trouble. He was begging us to save him. He was crying out from that pit, but we refused to listen. And so now we're in trouble. And then Reuben said to them, man, I told you guys, this is how it is in the family. You know how the brothers were like, I told, and then Reuben's like, no, uh-uh, no, no, that was 20 years ago, but I told you, I told you not to do that thing. I told you, he says, I told you not to do anything to that boy, but you refused to listen. Now we're being punished for his death, right? So what does this mean to you today? You're like, okay, Rick, I like the story and everything, but listen, it's a Friday morning, it's Juneteenth, I got a lot going on. What does this mean to me? Okay, I'm going to give you five things on this Friday morning as we close out the week strong, as we head into the weekend strong. The first one, I just need to set the stage, right? Once again, you can share this uh, as we're going, setting the stage. So yesterday we left off with Joseph realizing that his second dream was still alive. He's like, no, 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 no. Woo, I'm not going to reveal myself yet because I want the whole thing. I want the whole matter. I want the full, the full manifestation of God's promise. So he was like, no, I got to figure out a way to get Benjamin here because Benjamin was in the second dream. So was the father. So he's like, okay, how do, what do I do? So he said, I'm going to test you, right? You know, I'm going to put you through this test and I'm, I'm not going to let you guys go until your younger brother comes. And then he left them alone for three days and all of that. And so Benjamin really had a special place in Joseph's heart because Benjamin was his only full brother. These 10 brothers that were standing before him, they were brothers from another mother, right? And so, but this guy, Benjamin, who wasn't there, was like, no, this is my only full brother. I know my daddy loves that boy because I'm gone. He thinks I'm dead. So I love that boy too. I really need to see Benjamin. I want to see now whether or not these 10 jokers in front of me, this is what was happening. He was testing the 10. He wanted to see if they were the same men they were 20 years ago. He wanted to see if after 20 years they had made any progress. I'm saying as a believer, come on now. And you've been walking with God for how long? You've been, in, you've been in, in, in church since Sunday school and you still nasty to people? I mean, come on, don't tell me you, you're in church, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you go to the same church every Sunday, you clap on the second and fourth beat and then we go eat afterwards and you're over here being nasty to the waitress. After all of these years, you have to grow. At some point, you are going to have to develop. He was like, no, I need to know if these jokers have grown or not. Uh, or, or not. And then what I like is that he slipped in the fact that he was a God. God fearing man. He said, listen, I want you to know that basically he was saying, I'm serving the same God that you're serving. He was giving them a glimmer of hope. And then he said, listen, this is what's going to happen. One of you guys is going to have to go back uh, uh, or take the grain back. I'm going to keep one of y'all. And then uh, uh, then you got to come back with your brother, right? And then I like the fact that said that they said, we are being punished, that they realized that they were being punished that they realized that there was something wrong with what they did and now they were paying for it. So number two, he, here's the point. Look at me for a minute. You will reap what you sow. I mean, that's it. There's a lot of scriptures for this. I don't have to give you a bunch of scriptures, but the point is simple. God is going to see to it. The Bible says God is not mocked. He's going to make sure that you reap what you sow. Whatever you sow, good or bad, you are going to reap, period. So Suffices to say that if you look at your life today on June 19th, consider your life. You are reaping a harvest today from the seeds that you have sown in your past. And if you don't like the harvest that you're reaping, 
it is time to check the seed that you have been sowing. If you want a different harvest, you have to sow different seed. It's ridiculous to me. It is crazy to me. Like you can't go out there and sow apple seed, apple seed, apple seed, apple seed, apple seed, apple seed, and then turn around and come home and go, oh God, please, I don't want apples. I want oranges. No, you can't go out there and do bad things and then expect God to give you good results. It doesn't work that way. It, you are going to reap a harvest on every seed sown. Oh, Rick, but what about grace? I'm going to get to that. So let me say something about harvest. Harvest takes time. It may not happen overnight, but you can rest assured that it's going to happen. It, these boys were like, man, 20 years later, they immediately went back to what they did to Joseph. 20 years ago, harvests are going to take time. Now, what, what this means is because this series is about faith and patience, this is, this is good news for those of us that have been sowing good seed. What, right? Because if you keep sowing good seed, I'm telling you, greater is coming. Greater is coming. Greater is coming, right? So you can live your life with an expectation of manifestation that greater is coming. But if you've been sowing bad seed, then you got to know that that's coming too. And so, so you, you, you got to deal with the fact. And when that happens, don't blame the other people. Don't bl There's a proverb that says, don't blame God for stuff you did. Don't say God is punishing me. No, you're reaping. Don't say God is testing me. Don't say the world is oppressing me. No, you're reaping a bad harvest on bad seed. Your life is a grand sum total of your decisions. Your decisions on a daily basis are either taking you incrementally closer to or away from God's overall expected end for your life. There is a season when your harvest is going to come due. Good or bad, you are going to reap what you have sown. Say amen to that. All right, number three. Now, you're going to pay for bad decisions. Now, let me explain this. I really need to be clear about this part. You will pay for bad decisions. Joseph allowed his brothers to pay for the bad decision. Now, now, he didn't kill them or anything like that, but he allowed them to go through something. There's a proverb, and I was looking for it this morning. I couldn't find it, but there's, there's a, a, a scripture in Proverbs where Solomon said that you can't deliver people from, from their bad decisions. He, Solomon was basically saying, if you always get people out, and listen, parents, listen to me, parents, uh, uh, as I'm a parent too, if you always bail them out, if you always save them from their bad decisions, they're never going to learn. At some point, they're going to have to deal with the consequences of their own decisions, and they have to feel the weight of their own decisions, good or bad. They need to, like, when, they, when it's good, they should get the reward. When it's bad, they should get the reward, right? And so they need to feel, you have to allow people to feel the consequences of their decisions. No, you can't always bail people out because then they're not going to realize how important their decisions are. Decisions matter. Joseph's brothers had to learn that lesson. We all have to learn it. We all have to, and this, let me say this about grace because I'm a grace teacher, right? But I think that what I'm saying right now gets lost within the sea of God's grace, where people are like, God is good, and I got it, God is good. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you, and he does, I got it. But God will also allow you to reap a bad harvest on a bad seed. Why? Because because that's the system that he set up. The whole system of the earth is, is a system of sowing and reaping of cause and effect of the free will of humans. God is not going to violate your free will. If you make bad decisions, he's going to step back. Now you're still saved. Now, so let me say this sin or bad decisions. Sin is not going to unravel your righteousness. You're still saved. You make a bad decision. You're still saved. But while sin does not unravel your righteousness, sin can unravel your life. You go out there and make bad decisions. You can destroy your marriage. You go out there and make bad decisions. You can destroy your financial outlook. And that has nothing to do with your salvation. You're still righteous, right? But no, sin can destroy your life. 
And so, no, you don't want to live in sin and you don't want to make bad decisions because it can ruin your life. You still have to deal with the consequences of your own decisions, even though you're dealing and you're under the grace of God. Say amen to that. All right, number four. You're like, dog, Rick, this is not what I expected. Okay, but it's still Bible, right? I'm, I'm dealing with the Bible. Number four, God will always give you hope though. And so I like the fact that that Joseph kind of just slid in the fact that, hey, I serve Jehovah just like you guys. He was like giving them hope even in a dark situation. God will always find a way to give you hope. We serve a God that with one word, one word from God, one moment, he can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. So no matter what you're in this morning, look up and not down, look forward and not backward. God will always find a way to give you hope. And then number five, and finally, last point for the week, God is looking for growth. Listen, look at me. God, listen, it's time for us to grow up. The, the reason why I'm teaching on faith and patience is because this is about maturity, right? The, the, we got to do some stuff. Like, we got to learn how to really live by faith. We got to learn how to really walk in love. We got to learn how, like, Joseph wanted to know, hey, 20 years ago, I know what they did to me. They ignored me. Uh, uh, they, they, they really betrayed me. They threw me off. They think I'm dead. All of this stuff that they did to me. Let's see if they've grown any. As a believer, God is going to test you. He, he, will, he will allow your character to be tested, not just your faith. He wants to see if you're growing. And you are going to have to pass those tests. You're going to have to exhibit some level of progress, right? I mean, so, so you should not be the same nasty person, vile person, you know, conniving, vengeful person you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. If you've been walking with God, there needs to be some fruit. There needs to be some level of love and kindness, and benevolence, and mercy coming from your life. People need to see Jesus in you. My question is, are they seeing it? Are you growing? Growth in Christ is not about more trying, it's about more dying. The more you die, the more Jesus will be seen in your life. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice I know that this is not the same, you know, rah-rah kind of messages that you normally get, but this is a sobering message. We need to be reminded from time to time that our decisions matter. We need to be reminded from time to time that we need to make good decisions. We need to make, we need to have the discipline required to make the decisions that are going to take us towards God's best and not away from it. So lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, you are the Lord of the harvest. You will see to it that I reap a harvest on every seed sown. Therefore, I declare that I sow love, peace, mercy, goodness, kindness, benevolence, and things like that. <laughs> I sow righteousness and I reap the same. I am no longer the same person I used to be. If I am tested, Father, I declare that I will pass the test. I will emulate the nature of Jesus. And I remain expectant in every situation. I'm always looking for the best. Everything is going to work out for my good. I have been sowing good seed for many years. So I know that harvest is coming. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, if you're not getting today's word and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go into this day and, and contemplate this message even on Juneteenth. 
You know what? Our, our nation, we're reaping a harvest on some of the things that have happened. If we, you know, we have sown as a nation bad seed and, and now this stuff is, is becoming a bad harvest, but now it's time for us to turn that thing around. It's time for us to, to, to let love win. You know, we, we, we do need reform though. So let's pray for reform. Let's pray for love to be on display. Let's pray for peace and let's pray for progress. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. If you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, leave me some comments in the chat and share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you.